Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host, Ajitesh Kogoy. For today's episode, we are discussing how you can measure your weight loss progress and how you can determine if you're moving in the right direction towards your goals. Before we get into the episode, I have a request. If you find this show to be valuable, if you find it to be helpful, please leave a rating on the podcast app that you're listening on right now. It could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other podcast app. It helps the show to grow and it helps me create more impact in the lives of more people. And I do my best to bring to you the most actionable information that lets you get to your weight loss goals in the most effective and efficient manner. So your support means a lot and it'll mean the world to me if you left a rating and a review. Thank you. And now back to the episode. I came across this awesome quote yesterday by the data scientist W. Edwards Deming. And he said that without data, you're just another person with an opinion. I couldn't agree more to this statement. Personally, I have always been extremely data driven. I like to have records of all kinds of things from my exercise to my nutrition to whenever I'm pursuing some kind of project. I like to have that data in hand to look back upon and see where I made mistakes, things that I could have done better so that going forward, I can follow a more optimal path to reach to my reach my goals. And this is so important because without data in hand, you don't have that guiding North Star that shows you the direction that this is the way you should be going if you want to reach your goals in the most effective and efficient manner. And this is just my philosophy of looking at life in general. I would say that whenever you're trying to improve on certain aspects, if you don't have the data, if you can't measure certain metrics, you cannot optimize them. You cannot uh, manage them. Okay, what what gets measured gets managed. When it comes to measuring your weight loss progress, for most people, the data point of focus is their scale weight or their body weight. By the way, if your scale weight has been stagnant for many weeks now and it is causing you a lot of distress, go check out episode number 40 of the podcast. It will teach you the strategies to break out of a weight loss plateau. So you'll find it very helpful if you've been stuck for a while. But coming back to the point, your scale weight is going to be the primary determinant of progress if you are striving towards a weight loss goal. I mean, the name suggests weight loss, so you'd be tracking your body weight. The problem, however, arises. Firstly, when people get obsessed or emotionally invested in their weighing scale number. The weighing scale number is just a data point. It helps you determine whether you're doing the right things, whether there needs to be any change. By itself, it doesn't really mean anything. The second thing is that a lot of people collect this data, collect this measurement of their body weight sporadically. Some people would sporadically just randomly step on a weighing scale, see the number, either feel happy or feel uh, devastated. And this does not really do anything. If you're going to be tracking your body weight, you have to ensure that most variables around that measurement are kept same. So you cannot be tracking your body weight one day, early morning, the next day, in the evening, some days after going to the washroom, some days after drinking a tall glass of water, you cannot do that, okay? 
the way you would approach your body weight measurements is by firstly, do this early morning, first thing in the morning, right after using the washroom. All right. And do this wearing minimal clothing. Use the same body weight scale every single time because different scales can have slightly different measurement errors. But if you use the same scale every time, these things don't really matter because relatively uh, there will be no errors because you'll be using the same scale every time that that error will, you know, it'll be discounted. So use the same scale, the same conditions. Don't eat or drink anything all right before weighing yourself and use the washroom. Don't weigh yourself multiple times throughout the day. That really doesn't mean anything because if you weigh yourself later in the day, your body weight would have increased because you will have more food in your system, you'll have water in your system. And this does not give you a clear idea of what's going on. Because ultimately, remember this, the reason for you taking your body weight is not to give you some sort of psychological satisfaction. It is to help you determine if you're making progress and to help you course correct. So once you have collected the data point, that task is done. And now all you can do is spot the trends over a long period of time. So one data point when it comes to your body weight means nothing, absolutely nothing, because your body weight can change on a day to day basis, depending on if you had more food the previous day, previous night, if you had a heavy meal, if you ate more salty foods. So there are a lot of things going on in the picture. If you're in a certain phase of your menstrual cycle, too many variables at play. What actually matters is what the trend looks like over a long period of time, over weeks. Here's how you go about it. You take your morning body weight and then you record it either in a spreadsheet or in a notebook. And after you have recorded your body weight for the next seven days, calculate the weekly average. And that is the average number for the entire week. Now do this every single week for the next four weeks, five weeks. 10 weeks, 12 weeks for your entire program and spot the trends. Now, depending on where you are in terms of your body fat levels, if you're someone who has a lot of body weight to lose, you would aim to lose around 1.2% or one point, around 1.2 to 1.5% of your current body weight every single week from week to week. So you would find a difference between week two and week one and see if you are losing between 1.2 to 1.5% of your body weight, if you have a lot of weight to lose. So if you're like 20 to 30 kgs overweight, you'll do this. But for most people, you would aim to lose around 1% of your current body weight. All right. So if you're like 70 kgs, you have around 10 kgs to lose. You'll aim to lose around 0.7 kgs from week to week. So try to do that, calculate the average from week to week and see if the difference is around 0.7 kgs from week to week. If it is, then you're making good progress. If it is much higher than that, then you need to increase your food intake so that you lose at a more reasonable pace. Because remember this, this is a marathon. It's not a race. If you speed up the process, it will not be sustainable long term. So maintain a reasonable pace and increase your food intake. All right. If it is too slow, then you probably need to increase your activity levels. You will probably need to decrease your food intake a bit and that will bring you up to that one percent it is time for a short break if you have liked the episode so far please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend 
The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. For a week, uh, weight loss week. The other metric of progress that is important for you to track along with your scale weight are your body measurements. Body measurements have to be taken weekly, not daily because body measurements don't tend to fluctuate that much. The more a variable tends to fluctuate, the better it is to have multiple data points so that you can average it out. And that is the case for your body weight. But for body measurements, weekly body measurements are totally fine. And a lot of times you may not see a change in scale weight, but you will see a change in your body measurements. And that is still very good progress. So measure weekly body measurements and measure it in centimeters, not in inches, because with centimeters, you can see even very smaller changes and that'll keep you motivated because for inches, one eighth of an inch may take two weeks, three weeks to show up on your tape and you may feel disappointed. But if it is just centimeters, you have uh, more smaller segments in each centimeter if you have, if you go and look at your measuring tape and that will give you a better idea because it's a finer measurement that will give you more that will give you a feeling that you're making more progress so measuring centimeters weekly body measurements and these are the areas that you need to measure you need to measure your chest you need to measure your upper arm you need to measure your waist hips and thighs all right if you're measuring your chest you'll measure that relaxed Upper arm, you'll measure that flexed, like when you're flexing your bicep. Waist, you'll measure that in a neutral position. So not like you expanding your waist or you sucking it in, but like when you are walking and your waist is like in a neutral state. So that is how you'll measure your waist at the narrowest point right above your belly button. And hips will be right around your glutes, which are your buttocks at the widest point. And then the thighs right under your glutes so right where your butt ends that is where you'll measure your thighs um at the widest point and always measure on the same side some people like to measure both sides and then take the average but i think that is too much effort if you always measure on the same side more or less you would be able to keep track of progress so weekly body measurements on the same side chest upper arm waist hips thighs taken centimeters and make sure you're recording this as well in a spreadsheet. Although this may seem like a lot of work for some people that, wow, I, I have to keep track of everything in a spreadsheet. This is so mechanical. But, you know, if you're trying to make tangible change to your appearance, to how your body looks, you need to have this data in place. And especially if your goals are aesthetic, that is, you want to look better to people. It is so important for you to track this. You should go to workdephysique.com on the blog. There's an article called The Perfect Male Body Ultimate Guide to Aesthetics. This is targeted towards my male audience. And if you are looking to build a very proportionate physique, there are certain ratios um, like your shoulder to waist ratio. For women, it's like the waist to hip ratio. There are certain ratios which you can optimize to make your body more appealing to others. And in order to do this, you'll have to have a fair idea of what your current body measurements are, where you need to add more muscle, where you don't need to put in so much work. And all of this is highly data driven. Without the data, you're just training blind. All right. So it is very important for you to track these measurements, track your rate of weight loss 
if you want to make any kind of tangible change to your body, if you want to know where you're doing things right, where you're not doing things right, and if you can, if you if you want to strategize a proper plan of action to get you to your goals in the most optimal manner. Think of it this way. If you're in school in science class and you went to the chemistry lab to perform experiments, you would not rely on just guesswork to know if you're doing an experiment correctly. You would not be relying on your memory to keep track of the readings. You'd be noting everything down. You'd use precise instruments to keep track of the data so that you can be sure of what you're doing. You would not just randomly pour chemicals and hope that something happens, right? So lab experiments, things like sending a spaceship to the moon, sending a spaceship to Mars, making a vaccine to fight a disease. All of these are such wonderful accomplishments that we have achieved as a human race. And this has only been possible because of data. Now, if you think of your body, that is also a biological machine. It works under similar scientific principles. In order to bring about any kind of tangible change, you have to follow a scientific method. That means that tracking data, making sure that you're altering the right variables to achieve the outcomes that you desire. You can send a rocket to the moon, a rocket to Mars, doing some kind of trial and error, but it would probably take you billions of years to get there. Similarly, you can get to your weight loss goals randomly by doing trial and error. But if you have the data, it's going to speed up the process because you would know exactly what you need to do and you would know what things you're doing right, what things you're not doing right. All right, that is why it's so important to keep track of all these values. And remember this, whenever you're tracking data, it should be with purpose. It should not just be for the sake of psychological relief. Say, after you have fasted the entire previous day, you dehydrated yourself by not drinking water and then you weigh yourself see a very small number on the weighing scale and you feel very happy that serves no purpose okay so if you uh, went into the sauna and you were sweating all the time that will dehydrate you cause a loss of water weight and then when you weigh yourself you will have lesser body weight but that is not the kind of weight loss that you were looking for you're looking to achieve fat loss right and that cannot happen overnight so don't use these tools for psychological satisfaction. Use these as part of the process in a systematic, methodical manner. And remember this, that what gets measured gets managed. When I first start working with clients, many of them have no idea what they're doing wrong. But once they have enough data in hand, they have been tracking their measurements, they have been tracking their body weight, their step counts, their food, they are able to pinpoint their own shortcomings by themselves. They know that these are the places where I was not doing things correctly. So once that data is in hand, only then can you plan a strategy to get you to your goals. Otherwise, you'd be relying on really short-term techniques like crash diets, diet plans, diet charts, which will get you quick results, but you would not know why you got those results, what changes came into the picture, and once that program is over, you'll go back to your old ways and regain that weight back. So you don't want that to happen. Data makes you self-aware of your actions and awareness is the first step to bringing about change. So track the data, don't avoid it, and don't get emotionally invested in it. Use it as a tool and you will do great. You'll lose the weight that you're looking to lose and you will achieve all your body composition goals. 
That is it for this episode of Workday Physique. If you found the episode to be helpful, if you liked it, please leave a rating on the podcast app that you're listening on right now. And if you'd like to learn more about one-on-one coaching, visit workdayphysique.com slash coaching for all the details. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe, and stay consistent. Thank you.